Thanks for listening to this, our 50th episode of Fluff and Crunch. And in this episode, we, that is Chris and I, do a little bit of a retrospective of what we've enjoyed about this, what we've gotten out of it, and then what kinds of things we're hoping and planning for for the next year. Now, I'm going to warn you, there's really not a lot of content. There's just a lot of us rambling. So I hope that's your cup of tea. Thanks for listening to Fluff and Crunch, where we talk about the connection and sometimes disconnect between system, setting, and story in tabletop RPGs. So aside from engaging in, aside from engaging in uh, uh, like endless and pointless debates over uh, over Marvel characters, see this is why I just stay away from supers. Yeah, this makes my life so much easier. Had, uh, have you done any gaming in the last week? Oh wow, we're actually recording, aren't we? Yeah, we sure are. I got all that. Okay, oh, you can just delete all that. <laughs> had I finished? Oh no, I finished. I finished Vampire, didn't I? Uh, we played. I uh, not Vampire. Finished. Um, Strad. 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 Uh, I still don't know how it's pronounced. So yeah, uh, we. I played some board games um, at the weekend. We were meant to play like a board game and start making vampire characters, but instead we just played some board games. So now we're going to have to have a session where we make characters and do a session zero. I, so I won't be. I won't be starting for like another week. I'm torn at the moment between using a pre-written adventure because it makes things easier. But then it seems to make the character creation harder or just making the characters up and then seeing who we end up with and then running from there. But I had my first experience playing Pathfinder 2nd Edition this last weekend. Because we decided that... Were you playing, or you were playing, weren't you? you weren't run, you were yeah, a buddy of mine in our group had, had mentioned a while back that he wanted to run, wanted to play it, wanted to run it. And so we said, yeah, cool. You know, we had started this Dracula dossier. We've done two sessions or maybe three. And uh, so we decided to, as that was getting going and to give my players time to read part of the brick of a Dracula unredacted book so that they can have a clue and, and, and throw clues at me. And really, hopefully we'll try to make that campaign what it, what it says it can be, like this really collaborative um, investigate investigative campaign but so we're going to take a couple of weeks and play pathfinder second edition so we played it on saturday night how did that go? you know my buddy did a good job he um he he put together a really straightforward i mean it wasn't an adventure it was it was really more like an encounter uh where we could get to know the system a little bit and get to know our characters a little bit. And then I think the, the, the next couple of sessions will involve more story. And, uh, you know, we were all playing it for the first time. Um, I like the, and I don't want to go on about this too long, but I, I like the, the action economy with the three actions. I think that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, I got to say that the, 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 all the, interactive synergy between feats and this and that and all the numbers and all the well it's minus two but under this circumstance it's minus five but because you have this feed it's minus three that crap turns me off in a heartbeat um i'm just i'm so i'm so done with uh with that kind of well math finder you know just these piles of numbers and piles of little variables seeking to add all this detail 
And then on top of that, I think it's, it is worth pointing out though, they, they may have got it wrong. Um, you can only have one modifier. So if you have a plus two, you can't go beyond that. So if you have like five things that are all giving you plus two, you just have plus two. So kind of once you've got to plus two, you don't need to look at the other ones. So and that's so that's it. So you don't need to know every single the last other modifier. Thing that I, kind of like the other thing that I I, you know, it's one or the I other. just thought was I don't know, kind of absurd as as I was going through character creation. I mean, I, I decided to make like a, a utterly gonzo character because I mean, Pathfinder nowadays, it's like you can have like a ninja flying unicorn who shoots fire out of his hands because he has hands because he's a ninja unicorn, not a regular unicorn. You're just like. To me, when fiction loses any kind of coherence because there are no limits, there's there's no like center of mass of like this is what it is. When everything gets poured in, it's it's nothing. And so I looked at it, and so I I made a I made an automaton from an, an automaton bounty hunter from another world with a catapult on his back. Oh my god! See that, and I, and he looked like a Cylon from the original Battlestar Galactica. Your GM just should have said no. He said, "Who he, he didn't, well? Look, the yeah. other one's a gnome barbarian who's three feet tall, and his like most powerful thing is intimidating people. Oh, and he does fire damage. Why? Because the rules said so." I'm like, "Oh my gosh, freaking Pathfinder!" That so bad. That's you can do that kind and, of stuff in lots of systems. I, you need a GM to just to say. Well, he did, I mean, the, the whole point of this was not to you know write the great American story or something, great American novel, Mark II. Um, it was really just, it's just to get to know the system. But I was very sad that my backpack catapult was utterly useless. Um, and I kept missing with it. And then I kept wanting to spend momentum. I'm like, oh, I've just got this hero point and I can reroll a die. Oh, and I failed that too. Well, that's exciting. Oh, this feels just yeah, like, I, this feels just like D20. I rolled and I failed. And now it's my turn to sit here while other people do things. What I, what I found was cool about Pathfinder is it had a really good combat loop because the, the three action economy worked. It's interesting. Really I want to well. see, I want to get to know it better. Um, and therefore, you can make interesting characters that do interesting like things. Like a flying unicorn but, ninja. Well, it's unlikely at a low level. But I'm not sure, like, you know, I, I, haven't, I haven't chosen to play that. I haven't chosen to use that a campaign. And if I wanted to play a D&D style game with, say, Mika and Annie, I would use D&D. And even then, when I wanted to play a D&D style game with Scott and Brian, I used D&D yeah. because 5th edition still lets you do some of the tactical stuff without having, you know, and then you can put loads, you know, there's loads of created stuff that makes D&D properly stupid. <laughs> but at least it has, you know, adventures which are straightforward. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Pathfinder, a lot of it's there, but, uh, I, I really like, I think it's a, it's a cool system, but I think it's a cool system for playing like combat. I'm not sure. It just seemed you know, if to me to as I was things. scrolling through, cause I went to this, this website that has all the different character options and, uh, and I'm scrolling through it and I was like, is this a fantasy game or is this rifts? Because yeah, I think because they allowed, particularly like the book that came out last summer, which is like the sort of the steampunk the style book. It's just silly. So then that has a gunslinger cast, like an inventor <laughs> class. And, but that's the kind of stuff where, you know, they, it probably says at the front of the book, like, look, this is optional. If you don't want it, you yeah, don't yeah, allow no, it. You just stick with the, if you stick with a basic book, it's, it's um, D&D, yeah. but they've kind of, you know, they, they, I guess they went into that. I mean, I think in the whole of their home world, there's like one country or something where some of that stuff is even valid. Each country has some aspect to it that is 
like yeah, tropish. Yeah, you've got your Egyptians. Yeah. You're not Egyptian. And you've got your not jungle people. And you've got your not island people. And you've got your not French. And you're not yeah, yeah, blah, 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 blah. You know, and I'm like, oh, that's original. But whatever. Anyway, that's what I did. But our purpose today is not to crank about Marvel. Or Pathfinder. Or Pathfinder, both of which deserve it. But to talk about the gloriousness that is our 50th episode. Yay. That's crazy. Yeah, it's kind of bonkers. Because we've been recording for over a year now. We, have we haven't had a year of it coming out because we didn't, you didn't, what do we release in July? Beginning of July, yeah. We started So this one will come out at the end. So this, this will cap off 12 calendar months. Yeah, but I think we started recording in. We started recording like April, and for ages mm -hmm. we were recording without releasing. And then when we started releasing, we, you were only releasing one every two weeks until we realized we were recording almost weekly, but re yeah. releasing fortnightly. And eventually we realized, no, we should, re we should release weekly. Uh, that's I mean, a word we don't that. use enough in this country is fortnight, but that's beside the point. Uh, fortnight means something different now. In your country. Yeah. I like two weeks. Yeah, I know. I, I remember when we made the change. I think it was in like August or September. It was pretty quick, actually, <clears throat> to weekly because we didn't feel like we could be responsive yes. to releases because we had recorded so many. I mean, there was a point at which I think we were, for the every other week releases, we were like three months ahead. Yeah. It was ridiculous. And then all of a sudden we went to weekly and, 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 and our, our time, time horizon just the cut in half. But, yes, uh, that, but that, I has, think we've, that has been the problem with weekly. <laughs> we've kept well, in front of it. Yeah, we did have that. Right. We had that massive buffer. We're like, oh, but the trouble is, like, if, you know, if Modifius drops something new, who are we kidding? Um, if Modifius drops something new, we can't react. Or we can react, but we would talk about it, and then the podcast wouldn't come out for, for months and months. Yeah. Um, I don't know why we're worried. All it's right. not like RPGs are sort of at the cutting edge of, you know, things happening. Yeah, but you know what? When stuff comes out, it's nice to be able to to respond in a in a timely manner. Yes, it is. Um, I prefer that. But um, so let's see. We want to talk about some like retrospective things. We want to talk about some goals going forward. Um, as we note this, I have some. I, I do have some ideas, and obviously, we can edit out portions of this as we discuss as we move through it. But I'm kind of thinking. Maybe we could point back to a few episodes that we think, or, or maybe like, uh, like clusters of episodes that if people are new to the show and they listen to this one, then they'll point back to the old ones. As start. well as some ideas of looking forward. I'm going to the, I'm gonna have to go to the, uh, the anchor and look back. Oh, dear. Oh. Anchor is not a great. Go on. Let's start with an easy question. What was, what was your favorite episode or episodes oh. then? I know what mine is. Let me okay. Let me guess what your favorite one was. <laughs> your guess was the the it was the worst of games. <laughs> well, I, the, the, you know, the two parts. It was the best of and the worst of. Yes, <laughs> but well done. <laughs> that is indeed my favorite. My favorite set. That was amusing. I think the thing that still I, sticks. I can't even remember what a bunch of my like. I haven't got a clue what your favorites were, and I can't remember most of my half the stuff we talked about. But I just always find it absolutely hilarious that definitely in my top 10 of games was Torg and it was in your bottom 10 of games. Yep. I remember that. I remember that, that, that kind of uh, oh, uh, like great. it choked ah, sound you made when I said it. 
You know, I it, it, I got to admit that the um, releasing the worst of games part two of that, I actually had a, a a good amount of concern over that just because of how exceptionally butthurt people get like on anything online. And then I said to myself, self, oh, well, and I think I need to go back and listen to that because I I cannot other than you saying that talk. I can't remember what was in the worst of. Like, I'm wondering, like, did I put 5e or something in the worst of, which, no, you, which you I've then played about, since? You talked, we both agreed on things about we, we, we don't like Powered by the Apocalypse. We talked about um, some dreadful old game that, like, a coworker or a friend of yours ran that was, like, uh, some game God. from the 80s yeah. that just, like, it wounded your soul. Yeah. Uh, Tales um, from the Floating Vagabond. I you know what my as a as a my favorite episode those I think that was a that was a really fun one to do. Um I really enjoyed recently I enjoyed the interview with with Nathan Bout Dowdle from uh that was good. from Modifius. That was something very different. Um that was very different. And actually, you know, the, the, as a as like a looking forward thing, that's something that uh I want to revisit. I want to come back to that. So we want to talk a little bit later in the episode about things we're planning for, things each of us hope for for the next 50 episodes or whatever. Um okay, favorite episode. Yeah, I, I those were those were fun. If someone were coming to the show new, what would you point them to first? Or what would you say this is I mean obviously it's going to depend on why, but I keep thinking like did, how didn't we do a 2D a D uh, Oh yeah, we got a how to introduce players to 2D20 episodes. We have done that. I thought so. Yep, but then right at the start, we kind of talked about because we did a, the like the novel core mechanic. I think yeah, I think it's been great. Yeah. If you're coming to the system as a player, then we've got sort of three episodes at the start, haven't we? We've got the novel core mechanic, the meta currencies, and the combat. So that's those are good for players. But if you're a GM and you're trying to introduce players to two D twenty, then we did an episode on that for the how to introduce players to to two D twenty. So I also think the the episode on threat. For GMs, uh, is particularly useful. We've got, you know, if, if, if you haven't heard them, we have individual um, sample combat uh, encounters for Octum Cthulhu, for Conan, and for Star Trek, both personnel-level combat for Star Trek and a Starship, uh, Starship combat. So we have those. I think those are really useful for GMs and players. But yeah, the threat episode, definitely. Scientific method. I think was a that was well received and I think is useful because that's one of those subsystems in Star Trek Adventures that rarely gets talked about. Actually it's it's gotten the dust blown off it a little bit recently because Jim Johnson, the um the line editor for Star Trek Adventures, just did an episode in their podcast, the continuing conversations about the science division book. I mean, and that book came out years ago and they're only finally getting to the point where they they're doing like a an official dedicated episode that's commentary on that. So maybe the scientific method will get a little more love. Yeah, I've quite enjoyed um, some of those those sort of where we played a combat things. I think to, for me the more interesting ones was the the starship combat in Star Trek and the Conan one. I think that's because in those the systems are very well designed. I mean, okay, starship combat is very complicated, but even though I was running the entire crew myself, 
I thought that 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 is cool. I just I like the system. It's designed. It worked well. I think they've taken something which could be insanely complicated and made it yeah. like manageable. And likewise, like Conan, I just think the the combat system just sings for me in Conan. I just think it's great. And, it does. And doing things like the you know the killing people and doing the the displays and like scaring everyone and they're like, ah he's ripped that guy's yeah. head off. Ah. Um, you know, I think, that's cool. I think the other two, like the combat's not as interesting, but I think that's partly because like was well, because combat in star trek outside of ships is not interesting it's like it's just you know it's not it's not interesting um and the atkin cthulhu one was okay but i think the atkin cthulhu one you need like more different stuff going you know that was we showed the rules but that's not the best example but yeah the other two i thought were like super cool because they were just they're good examples of like why those games are like really good fun you know the thing i liked about the that the conan combat encounter was that i could see in my mind's eye I mean, obviously, I had come up with this, you know, like pretty, pretty simple, you know, two-dimensional encounter that, of course, had to involve an occultist, cult, occultist and cult leader and a sacrifice of some woman. I mean, that's just about as Conan as yeah. you can get. Um, and you showed up with Conan and supplied the rippling muscles and the violence. And the cool thing was is that, I mean, I've read almost all of Howard's Conan stories. I don't consider myself like some kind of Conan aficionado, but I read them because I was I I had gotten the game and I was interested in getting a sense of okay, what is Conan sword and sorcery as opposed to like typical fantasy? I just hadn't read much. And everything that you did and I did and we did in that encounter, it felt like I've read this in a Conan book. Like it was such a terrific example of the rules enabling the emulation of a vibe established by an author. I thought that was really, that was really terrific. That's one of the things I really like about the Conan game. Same thing for Star Trek Adventures. It just, and you write about like, you know, personnel combat. It's, it's not a, I wouldn't say that it's a, um, it's not the focus of. No, it's never, Star Trek it's, storytelling. it's never that exciting in Star Trek when there's no. personnel level. Star Trek, you know, starships, okay, you can still joke that the starships always meet on parallel levels against each other and stuff like that. Right. Um, but, you know, the starship combat in Star Trek is is more interesting than the personal level combat. And that's how it, it's, and one, that's, it's one of the things that makes the property unique. Yes. And that's how it feels in games as well. So, um, yeah. Well, I, yeah. And so you're right. I mean, like Octon Cthulhu, it's like we spotlighted the rules. And and move forward from there. Um, I think that uh, you know we've done a couple episodes about, that had some GM advice about like running investigations and things like that. Yeah. I think those were useful. Those actually really made me think a lot. Um, and one thing with Starship Combat, I'm just thinking before, and I'll, I'll put this to rest. One thing I still have to figure out is come up with some kind of a tracking sheet or something like that for the GM because if the GM is running even running a single ship as a GM can become, especially with the, the, the flexible initiative system in Star Trek Adventures, can become really cumbersome. And if you're listening and you have something like that, please find us on Facebook and share it with us because uh, I couldn't imagine at this point running, if I were the GM and I wanted to run multiple NPC ships in a uh, a starship combat encounter. I think I would get buried. It would turn into like a tenth level Pathfinder first edition combat. Heaven forbid that involves an evoker. 
I don't want to deal with it. Um, so I, 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 I that, that's one thing I want to come back to either you and I, or just myself. Um, because I think that that's a, that's a piece where the, the, the number of variables that you as the GM have to keep track of that the players do not, yeah. because it's all concentrated on you. That's a, that's a, a problem looking for a solution, at least in my mind. Um, but I like that one. That one was, that one was good. Um, you know, I've enjoyed the the episodes that we've done talking about, you know, trying to figure out ways to modify the system. Yeah. I'm still pouring thought and still, you know, formalizing this uh, Knights Black Agents hack. Um, you know, we had another episode that's going to come out in the next week or two where we, we took our supers ideas and we, we formalized them a little bit, pushed them down the road a, a little bit from the, the basic ideas in that first episode from last week. Um. But what kinds of things are you thinking? What are your goals? What let's, are your dreams? Before we get on to oh, that, because we've done the past. Okay. We have to cut this out. Yes, let's look, nail down the past then. Um, we've, I think we've, we've, we've covered the past and we will go on to the future, but I want to do it in order. Before we get, this, really what I want to do, there's two things I want to talk about, which we could really do at the end, but I want to do now because then it's like past, You're doing present, it now, let's do it. So we're doing it now. Um, it's kind of holistically, how have you felt how have you found something like a, an overall positive for like how you found doing this? Um, and then I was going to say negative. But it's not, I've got something which is not really a negative. It's more of a, it's not even a frustration. It's a niggling thing in the back of my mind, but I'm going to go on to that one now. Um, and it's, um, I, I wanted to move away from just doing the 2d 20 partly because I wasn't playing 2d 20 and it was getting, right. getting really awkward. And there was all this other cool role playing stuff that I wanted to talk about. But my frustration with that is that I feel that we probably have an audience for 2D20 stuff that we do not have for the other stuff. And that makes sense because we go, we go from being one week we're a 2D20 podcast to the other week we're, we're a general role-playing podcast. Now, actually, I'm not convinced there's huge amounts of general role-playing podcast, but I think we've found it hard to like, well, where do we post that? You know, how do we get that audience of people that are interested or even if they would only listen every other episode to the, to the non-2D20 stuff? Because I think that our non 2 20 stuff is really good. Yeah, I do too. Um, but then I kind of feel it's you and me talking about all this cool role-playing stuff. And sometimes I think, like, is anyone else listening? Um, you know, compared to the 2D20 stuff, it'd be like, it'd be, you know, I wish we could find that audience of people that are, are, that are genuinely interested. Or if, if there are people that are listening, please tell us that you are, because obviously we don't, we don't know why people are listening. We just know that people right. are listening. You know, I, I'm curious if our people just like, you know, it's on their podcast app and so they download it. But as soon as they get one of our non-2D20 episodes, they delete it and they don't listen to them. It'd be nice to know if people actually are, are like genuinely liking it. You know, them. actually, uh, I, uh, Anchor enables me to look at obviously not only how, how many times an episode has been downloaded and listened to, but it also tells me after about a week or two, it, it, it generates enough usage stats to enable me to see what is the average listening time of an episode? So for an example, and the vast majority, the vast majority of our episodes, people are listening all the way through. That's good to know. That's good to know. Now, mind you folks listening out there, we, we decided long ago, and unless something dramatic changes, uh, this will stay the case. Um, we're not trying to monetize this. Like we don't have ads we don't, there's, we're just doing this because we enjoy it. Um, and so, you know, the idea of reaching 
more people or growing our audience isn't isn't for financial purposes. It's not for you know a, a goal of world domination. And um, and I personally, and this is just this is just a me thing. Like I have a really hard time with self promotion and things that smack of self promotion. And so getting out there and being like me, it, it, the 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 dividing line between me saying, hey, I've got something to add and me feeling like I'm saying me, 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 me. I'm, you know, there's enough egotism out there in this world already. There are enough egotistical people who set themselves up on social media. I don't want to be one of those people. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. It'd, it'd be interesting to see, like, how could we reach more people? Um, because I do think we've got some interesting things to say. What I would love too. And this is like a I've, I've actually I share that too. Your your niggling little thing is that what you called it? Yeah. All right. I share that as well. The other thing that I it sits in the back of my mind is I wish that we could generate some more uh, conversation w- with listeners. And I loathe Facebook. However, that seems to me to be the easiest place to generate that. And we haven't had much success with that. We've had some people, that stupid email address that I created, I got rid of because all honestly, after getting in contact with a couple of people and sharing some interesting emails and getting some ideas, even ideas for episodes, all I got from that were like Nigerian finance ministers <laughs> offering to wire me money. I'm not kidding. I actually got one of those from like Mr. Mugumbi or something like, I'm like, give me a break. Like you... In 2022, you're someone's still falling for these things. That's what I kept getting in this supposedly secure email. That the only place I had published it is within is within these podcasts. It was nowhere else, and I was still getting those things. I was like, yeah, this is this is crap. So I deleted that account. So it no longer exists. Uh, so Facebook is where you got to find us. Yeah, I mean, we can we can come back to that as a goal then for something else. Um, so yeah, so that, so that was my niggling thing. Um, the big positive for me that I have to say is this is going to sound really you, you well take this however you want, um, and the people out there. Um, the one thing I would say I have found this. I hate using this expression when I'm talking to lots of other people. I found this good for my mental health. Um, there are amount of times where if I have had a bad day, or I'm pissed off about something, or just when I, the, the amount of times I have have not wanted to do this when I've got to like nearly the time and I was, oh, I cannot be bothered. I want to do anything else. And always, always afterwards, I'm always like, I'm glad I did that. Like yeah. every time, the amount of times I've just been like, I cannot be bothered. Um, and then after I've had a chat and it's like, oh, I feel so much better. And I, I mean, you know, it's particularly near, like at the start when it was, you know, I was, COVID was still a thing and I was, you know, it, you couldn't do meet people in person, but I was talking to this American guy. And it was like, this is, this is great because I've got someone to I actually talk to, I've, you know, this other yeah. person. Um, and there has quite, quite a few times we've put, you know, put the worlds to rights. No, that's not the right. You know what I mean? Do what? You know, we've put, we've put the world, put the world to rights. Is that the expression I'm looking for? I'm looking over to Mika, but she's Ooh. not listening. Cause, uh... Is that like one of those, those, those strange folksy British sayings? I guess that so. I yeah. Don't know yeah. Way. Of which I don't know the meaning. <laughs> you know, like when we've we've sorted, we've ex, we've talked about, you know, why this is rubbish and this is oh right, yeah. And, um, you know, and talk, the, you know, the inver- invariably the stuff which is nothing to do with role playing. Um, usually the sport or politics. Um, Pish posh, and you know, you know they're, they're always I, good. I, that's that's when we end up realizing you know, our 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 podcast was forty five minutes, but we talked for an hour and a half or something. Yeah. Um, but I've actually you know, found that really, really 
useful and helpful. So, so thank you for that. So, you know, it, it's, it's, uh, at the risk of sounding schmaltzy, you know what schmaltzy is? Yes. Okay. Okay. Good. So there's a, there's a trans transcontinental word schmaltzy. It's not, it's American, but like all of or my transatlantic, all of sorry. my media is American. So most of the words that you have in America, we, I get from watching American TV. Do you guys make anything but Downton Abbey? I don't Ooh, know. Harsh. I, I, I don't. I, <laughs> uh, quite yeah. popular. I don't, I don't watch that. Neither do I. Um, no, probably no, not. Uh, you know what? I, I, I share that completely. And I, uh, I remember when I, I, saw your, I saw your blog, you know, just searching. Because there's like, there was so, I mean, there's more now, but there's still comparatively, there's so little out there for, for 2D20 stuff. And I remember I was searching and I, I came upon your blog and I was reading about, I don't know, it was one of your articles from like, or like early last calendar year, like early 2021, maybe even late 2020. I don't know. But it was about um, like explaining the momentum. Explain, you know, you were, you were doing some of the stuff that we've done in the show. And I was like, oh, yeah, this guy does a really nice job of explaining. This is very concise and and without getting like without going into like i have the my wife always tells me like my my problem is i'll i over explain things and then by over explaining them i bury them <laughs> and uh, and you didn't i was like oh man this this guy makes a lot of sense and i don't remember did i contact you through your email or through facebook i think you contacted me through facebook yeah i think because i figured out I wait, you're this, you're this guy here in this group, but this is your site and you've been posting links yeah. to it. And so I, I told her, I was like, if I like email this guy or contact him is like, what do you think? Is he going to think I'm some kind of freak or whatever? I'm going to, you know, try to sell him a vacuum cleaner or something weird like that. And she's like, you know, and I think she said something to the effect of like, look, your, your intentions are pure. If he <laughs> thinks you're a freak, then that's his damn problem. <laughs> I was like, okay, for this, for the sake of uh, my, my a shred of trust in humanity, which I have very little of, I uh, <laughs> I reached out, and uh, yeah, you know, honestly, Chris, I really, it's the same thing. Um, it's it's for me, it's like when I don't want to exercise. I'm like, oh damn, I'm just going to put my running shoes on, and then invariably, you feel better. Yeah, like no matter how crummy I feel about going to the gym invariably i'm i'm a happier person and i've i've never there have been a couple of times and you've you've noticed it on a couple of times where i've been in a crappy mood and merely having a friend say hey man are you all right and then being able to do something positive and shared always helps yeah. so yeah i appreciate that greatly i appreciate that a whole bunch um so yeah, that's cool. Well, you know that that's the thing that with with gaming for me, gaming is inherently a and at, at its foundation, it's it's a social thing yeah. for me. Yeah, I love the storytelling and I love the the like the fiction and the world creation and all that stuff. But the fact that you're you're doing it with someone else is is a pleasant thing, you know. And so um, yeah, this has been a, an, an interesting and, and especially COVID timing. I mean, just with all this silliness and like we opened up earlier than you guys did, but just having a sense of like, my golly, there's humanity still out there after all this ridiculousness. This has been, yeah. Yeah. There we go. So there's on now. All right. So the future then. Go on then. Have you got, what, what's your, I mean, I've. Oh, I was going to say oh, one go more. On. I was going to say on. one more positive yeah. thing. Only one more positive thing. Not too much. 
my other positive thing is that uh, I think it's, I think when you step back and you put a, you put thought into and you you think about something with someone like your craft with someone else, it makes you reflect on it and think about it more. Yeah, you're pretty right. Yeah. And I think that's helped me. Like um, I still don't use threat enough. There's a little piece of me that sometimes feel, feels guilty for hucking all my red <laughs> chips at my players, but my, my ideas for like how I'm using them, like that episode we did on threat made me think a lot about how to use it more effectively. So, so reflecting on our craft has, uh, I think has, has, has been a benefit to me and kind of, you know, sometimes you get in a rut. Yeah. So this is, this has helped. No, I mean, definitely, I think that that time in the summer, I mean, that was really early on where I was desperate to play a League of Legends game. And I was like, I yep. can't pick a system. And you were like, use Marvel superheroes. And I was like, you're insane. But then I did it anyway. And it, it, it worked really well. Um, I still wasn't happy with it afterwards because there was flaws yeah. in Marvel superheroes, but it, it did a really good job. And it was super easy like, to do. It was like, it was so straightforward to just, just the way you can stack characters and Marvel superheroes is it's like, it's so organic. It's just so easy to just, totally. just, just do it. Even, you know, even though I hadn't played the system for like forever, it was so easy to do. You just go, all right, well, you know, I know this character has got, you know, remarkable aim and they've got, you know, excellent this. And it was just, it was so easy to do that. So, but yeah, that was really cool. Cause I never would have picked if, that if without there, your suggestion. If there's a system that you could apply the term elegant to, because it just, as you are fond of saying, it just works. Yeah. And, and when you drop into it, it just, it flows in a way that it feels like, okay, this all makes sense to me. You don't have to fight it at all. You don't have to push against it. Yeah. So, so how about the future? What are our master plans for world domination? I was, I was, I was jokingly wanted to say when you were talking about the not using a Patreon to say, yeah, yeah, I, I don't need to earn money from the podcast because I earn so much from the website. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a lie i do not earn lots of money for those in fact, i earn i earn so little that there's there's an amount that google will pay you and i think i worked out that over a year um i wouldn't earn the amount of money in one year that i need to earn before they will pay you that's how little i earn <laughs> and so by the website having moved it to somewhere where i was having to pay for hosting because the place i was at was taking away all my uh on my memory and so i needed more storage and i was going to have to move it somewhere else yes the money i am going to earn from the website will be less than it's going to cost me so i'm the website will now be making a loss um so yeah so i'm not i'm not making money for that but yeah i still have no plans you know though, it, Go on. It, in a in a way though and i i don't i don't gamble um many years ago like 20 some odd years ago my first time in las vegas I was staying at this kind of low rent hotel with a giant, like maniacal clown face on the front of it. It's not there anymore. Oh, it was terrible. It was the Holiday Inn Boardwalk Hotel, which is now gone. And it had like a roller coaster, like a fake roller coaster and a gigantic maniacal clown face on the front of it. But they had low limit tables where they would teach you how to play um, blackjack. And so I, in the period of an hour, I made like 80 bucks and I felt like, I felt like I was on top of the world. Like I knew what I was doing. I felt like Las Vegas player. I was going to get like a lame jacket. It was all like great. And then like six, eight months later, I went back to Vegas and in like 20 minutes, I lost like 50 or 60 bucks on a load. I just got slapped around. <laughs> I realized I just wasn't, I wasn't that cool. Um, I mean, and I, I had a point for at a point for saying that and I totally forgot oh. it. So I'm about to edit that out. I, I've been to Vegas twice and I made money both times. Which is quite good. Mm. Oh, I didn't, oh, we didn't this need to go the second time. 
This was my point with the, the gambling thing. I've, I know people who enjoy sitting at the tables and playing those games. And so they say, listen, if I sit and I, I'm there for an hour and I spend 50 or $100, the fun I get out, I just paid for that fun. Okay. So if you have to pay a little bit for your site and you don't mind it and you enjoy the other things, you know, there, there are benefits other than money. Yeah. Yeah. It was literally a case of I was, I was panicking that the website was basically going to sort of be ruined for me by the people I had it with. And so I, the only other option was to, was to pay for it. So um, yeah. if it can pay for itself, that'd be cool, but it won't. So, um, so goals, I mean, or goals or things we would like to do. Yeah, I think, I think definitely I would like to grow more of a community around, uh, around the podcast and the, uh, the podcast and, and potentially the blog. So one thing I think is cause like, yeah. you know, I have, you know, I have a Facebook page for the, I have a Facebook page for the, for the blog, but it's, it's a pain. It's like I post things to there, but then I still have to like then share the posts off that onto things. So that's why it's got me thinking that another thing to like, I, you know, maybe I, maybe I set up a discord and then I can just have one discord with one name, which both has the blog and the podcast in it. Cause you can have easily have separate channels, which means you can have a, you can have a podcast channel and you can have a blog channel and then I can have a 2d 20 channel and I can just add, you know, you just, it's so easy just That's a good add idea. extra channels. Um, and the thing with the, the thing I found with the Discord is when discords are, when discords are really popular, that's when they're bad, because you like you're you know you're at work and you get back from work and you go on the Discord and then there's been two hundred posts. You, you can't you can't keep track of. Whereas at least something like Facebook or Reddit, you know, there is a post. If you're not interested in that post, you can ignore it and you can just look at the post you're interested in. But if a Discord yeah. has only got say like a small community, that's when Discord's good. Discord's good for small communities. Um, I mean, technically, you can actually do threads in Discord. Just no one does this. So it doesn't work. But that, that, yeah, so that's something in the back of my I wouldn't mind going like, yeah, let's like, let me set myself up a Discord, which I can use both for the blog and for the, and for the podcast to build a community. Because there'll be, there'll be a, some amount of overlap between the two. So rather than doing two separate ones, I could just do one. I just need to think of, need to think of a name that would work for yeah. old man's role-playing games Discord. <laughs> That'd probably work actually. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Grow, grow a community, grow something. Yeah. Something. I, I think, yeah, I share that. I think that's, uh, that's, that's noble. And given, given why we want that, I think that that would be good. I think we, we should, we should try I to think it'd be that. nice just to have people to kind of go like, Oh, I just listened to your new podcast. That was really cool. Why did you say this? Or, you know, what was your thinking behind? I have an idea and, about X. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, and I think Discord's a bit more sort of organic that people just sort of talk about things and, and pop in and out kind of, as opposed to having, you know, people don't have to throw out a huge big post onto Facebook or, or Reddit, where you get people that just sit there and don't do it. People are more, yeah. will just sort of say something on Discord maybe. And if you've got different channels and stuff, but so yeah, maybe that's, that's something I might have a look at. Yeah. I would like to, and I, I, I feel like we, we do this but we don't do it to the extent that I think would be most useful. And maybe, maybe I'm overanalyzing. It's likely that I am, but you know, at least my original vision was the idea of this, you know, we, we talk about story setting and system and those pieces. And I feel like we talk about all three of those things, but maybe we're not as explicit in our commentary. Not that people aren't going to make those connections, 
But I think we might be able to tease more out of and get into some deeper conversations about those, like the synergy between those things. Like, like for example, with, with Pathfinder, you know, it's, there are, there are lines of commentary that I could take about that that would focus more on the system yes. or more on this, you know, that, that, so I, that, that's a challenge I'm going to just, I'll levy on my, at myself to, to put more thought for each episode into, okay, how can I, how can I tease out those three in some degree, you know, maybe, maybe in one episode or something, you know, one of them is really prominent and the other two are far less. So, and that's just, that's just part of the design, but I want to make sure that I'm doing that because, you know, it's like, it's like making sure your paper stays in, in accordance with your thesis statement. Yeah. So that's something that I, I want to do. I know what you should have as a goal. Do it. You, you should Tell you me. should learn how to do the intro. <laughs> what do you mean? Because we still don't have one. And I, I, I always I make you go first. The amount of times like this time where you I realize mean, you're recorded and you're like, yeah, it's like, all right, so we, we haven't got an intro again. It's it's me moaning about Marvel on the internet for 10 minutes, which shouldn't be in there. And then it's suddenly <laughs> it'll be, so what did you play? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like we never introduce ourselves, like ever. That's right. There's about three, I bet, if we go back through all 50, there's about three episodes where you go, I'm Jeremy, and I go, I'm Chris. And then you say, what have you played this week? Mostly it's straight in, it's, it's usually we meet, we say, we, we chat a bit of crap for 10 minutes, and then yep. you say, go on. So what, you, you're obviously like <laughs> looking at a clock, going, well, I do actually have to get to work after this. And I usually have a time constraint. <laughs> But the minute you appear on the screen, any time constraints just go out the window and I just want to chat. And so, we, yeah, we just talk about whatever's bothering us and then you'll go, right, uh, so what have you played this week? You know, and I wonder if people listening are like, by the time we actually do get started, because we're kind of warmed up in whatever direction we're headed, you know, like, have these, have these guys been drinking <laughs> for the last 10 minutes or something? you're half obviously you get up and probably get you've probably been up for hours by the time we record this uh yeah i mean i usually get up at about six my time and and you're what are you i forget are you seven you're eight hours off uh yes 6 30 uh it is 6 30 yes yeah so you're eight hours off from me crazy it's like a third of the so what's what's a What's another goal or, or aspiration or something like that that you have? Something you want to accomplish? I need to think of a serious one, but I'll throw out another joke one. Um, I'd like to review, I'd like to review, talk about Homeworld at some point, you know, when it releases. I'm running the, I'm running the free RPG day scenario I know, this I mean, Saturday. I the full one. I mean, the full game. I, w- well, I would like to talk about the years. full game. No, we got a post today. You could have grandchildren They by posted today uh, the book, blah, 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 blah. The finished core book PDF is in the final stage of approvals, as this is why I thought about it, as we clear up some graphic issues and comments with Gearbox. Basically, they're, they're blaming the, the computer game company for the delays. They've been doing that for the last couple of months. Um, well, I mean, they, they did that for however many years Infinity's been going. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it says you should get the final core book PDF as soon as they approve it. And then it says we currently anticipate the pre-order should start shipping late August in Europe or late September in North America. So we should be getting the PDF sometime in, let's say July. Let's be positive and say July. Wait, does it say August and September of 2022? Oh, sorry, or does it, it does just say, say late September 2022 in North America. 
Oh, okay. So it actually commits to a yeah, year. So That's we good. should be getting Homeworld. Uh, yeah, over a year after we got to the initial thing. Oh well. So that's something we can talk about this year. Um, no, serious yep. one. Uh, I don't. I need to think. You can. You can go next, and then I'll think of a serious. I, one. I got one. You know what? I would like to periodically do some other interviews with people yep. because I think that one with Nathan went well, and I'd also like to even possibly bring on like a guest, per, like a guest host. Like with the three of us, well, there, would, there would be three of us um, to talk about different things. And I, I had not considered like I, I'd been thinking like, you know, trying to trying to drag some more people out of Modiphius for interviews. That would be cool. One of my players this last weekend, he told me that he, he's been catching up on on our uh, episodes. And he said he says, hey, if you ever want like one of us to talk about like our experiences with these games. I'd be, you know, we'd be more than happy to. And that, that got me thinking, like, none of the people in my group had played anything 2D20. They were, like, hardcore 5E players, not from, a, like, a, 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 like, a hard-headedness, but that's just, like, so many people, like, that's what they played. And, um, and they'd played other systems at other points in the past, but, like, they were, you know, 5E players, that's it. and. I wouldn't say that I've like converted them away from 5e. They still play their 5e games and stuff and enjoy that, but they've really bought into and really enjoy, you know, they really enjoyed Octon Cthulhu. They really enjoyed Star Trek. They're enjoying this NBA mod that I've got going. Um, so it might be interesting to have some folks like a player who's like, I never played this before. Here are my perspectives on it. So maybe something like that, but more like bring in another voice every once in a while. All right, it took me a second to cap my brain to catch up with what you said because you said NBA. So my initial thing was like, you have a basketball mod for 2D. Oh, no. I don't like basketball. Nice black agents. But yeah, momentarily I was like, huh? How would that work? No. <laughs> uh, oh, I thought of one and then I forgot it. God damn it. It was when you were talking about interviewing people. Oh, fooey. We need, you know what you need to do? It's over your shoulder somewhere. You've got that Twilight 2000 box. You need to read that thing so you and I can talk about it because I need, I, I want to come back well, to I that Well, I had read, run it, read it at like sort of back in January when then you did an episode on it and then we were thinking of playing it and then we didn't. So now it's far in the past. So I've completely forgotten about yeah. it. Yeah. Well, and that whole like Ukraine war thing made it a little too real and unpleasant. Yes. Especially, you know, literally the stuff in there where it's like, you know, and Sweden stopped being as neutral if you want to play in the Swedish setting. So, so Russia invaded Sweden. You're like, ooh, that's very close to what could be happening. Yep. Um, yes, it was. It's way too close to the to the reality. It's a bit a bit scary. Yeah. Um. Ah, uh, I thought of two things, and I've now completely forgotten what they were. Um. You're gonna wake up at two o'clock in the morning screaming them. Uh. Yeah. You're gonna have to cut up with me going. Uh. Damn it. <laughs> I edit those out. <laughs> uh, oh, I, can't, I really can't remember. That's so irritating. Most of your us have a pretty distinct uh, visual visualization <laughs> in GarageBand, so I'm able to just pluck those out. It's pretty good. Uh, yeah, there was one. This was something that I thought was like a quick thing, like not jokey, but something. Oh, because what we're doing, we're doing gold. I think when the SRDs out, it'd be cool to us to properly do a. This is how we can take the SR. So when SRD comes out, obviously we're going to be able to do episodes of that. So that'll be a thing. Um, not entirely linked to that. 
Oh, seriously, now I've forgotten something twice. <laughs> I remembered it yeah, again and forgot did it. Did you forget the same yes, thing twice or two things No, no, I remembered each. it and then talked about the SID and forgot about it again. Oh, I remember the third time. Don't say it this time. Um, is we kept saying that we were going to do uh, in- Infinity. We said we'd do, uh, we'd do a combat. Or not necessarily a combat. More like, maybe more like a stealth thing. Um, but a playthrough of like how you can use the hacking rules of Infinity. Um, because that's probably the uh, the one that's quite complicated and would be good to go through. And that was one where we said, I said I would run it. But that's something we've had on the back yeah, burner. I, I, you know, I, I only own the PDF of that. And uh, I got it years ago because I was interested in, I, I had some idea. And I, I go through these phases where I think like, oh, I'm going to create my own world and crib it. And then I'm like, I don't want to do that because it's too much work. <laughs> yeah, and so I, I got infinity for that. And uh, yeah, so I mean, I've, I've read it, but I never feel like stuff sinks in as much when I read it off PDF only. Mm-hmm. I, want, I want paper. But whatever. So that's, yeah, that's one I'd like to do at some point to do kind of a, run a hacker through a thing okay. of, you know, breaking into a building by using the hacking system and then, you know, taking some cameras and then maybe doing a combat where you get to switch off everyone's guns and stuff. Because there's some really cool stuff you can do with the hacking and thing. And unlike, let's say, Shadowrun, where, like, the hacker's off in the hacky, world, right. whatever it's called, the net or stuff, doing something by themselves. This is most like, you know, you're just doing roles in a, at the same time as other people doing their things. And you're there as well, because, so because usually you have to be within a certain distance to do it. Okay. Um, so yeah, that'd be a that'd be another one. So we've got something specific. We got some an infinity related episode or two. That that's worth it. We've got uh, some more guests periodically. We've got SRD for sure. Um, what was the other thing you said? No, I think that community. Yeah, the building. community. Yeah, the a Discord or something. I mean, a lot of it's dependent on what comes out because. You know, something will get released that we're like, ah. yeah. I mean, I'd like to talk about, but I know you really don't, which is the Avatar role playing game, which I think I've now got the final, final PDF for, but you hate Powered by the Apocalypse. <laughs> so that may be a non starter. I kind of do. Uh, you know what, though? I'd be willing to entertain it. I really loved the original series, yeah, see, I, though. We've watched that several times I watched over. it the other way around initially because I think when Annie was really little, I watched the first maybe two series of Legend of Korra with her because, you know, it had a female main character and she rode okay. a polar bear. Um, and we'd watched the first two series and then kind of like, I don't know, got, didn't watch any more of it. And then at some point when she was much older, I was probably about two years ago, so I guess she was about eight, and then decided to go back and we, we watched, you know, all of the original series of, of uh, Last Airbender and then watched all however many series there are of Korra. And I think watching it through that time, I would have to go that, yeah, the, the Last Airbender was better. That Korra had some cool stuff in, but some of the series, I mean, particularly the worst one where it was kind of like, we're harming the world and now the world's claiming itself back and the spirits are rising up. It was like, okay, this is very in your face, but also it's not very interesting um that was the probably that that was not that was that wasn't good but the series after that were really good um and i think yeah i I don't know i'm the whole thing altogether um i really it's it's a good world and it's it's interesting it is it is and it's a and the 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 magic is really fascinating and really original and i remember watching it and thinking i have no idea how you'd model this at the table like before there was any talk at all of a game, like I just kept looking at the earthbenders and thinking, 
how the heck would you put numbers and dice yeah. to that? I mean, I guess that actually, for that kind of thing, Powered by the Apocalypse makes sense in the terms of it should be a more narrative game because it's the narrative that should be important, not not how sure. much damage you do and stuff. But um, when I saw how they were doing it, I, I, I'd kind of like, oh, I'm not super keen on that, but I'm still going to kickstart it because it just hopefully it'll be cool. And I'll play it with Annie. Because I think you're, you based on your shelf behind you, I, it seems to me that you are like duty bound. You're like a paladin of gaming. Like you, you, you're, 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 you're a game buyer. That's oh, your oath. One of the things I need to cut down on now is, is because the, the <laughs> shipping has suddenly started getting. Really? Well, I mean, well, partly because I can't afford to, to do board games anymore. There was a board game I was looking, which I'd, I'd kickstarted one of these CMON ones. So it was a Zombicide, Marvel Zombicide one. And the base pack had gone up from, it was like, it was $100. And then it was another $200 if you wanted everything. But so it was like, well, that's already, that's already steep. So I'd, and I'd paid 100 in the Kickstarter. It's going to be another 100 in the Pledge Manager. Just to add the shipping and the VAT was another $100. It was literally, it, and, and the, the shipping was just absolutely insane. It was like $60 in shipping or something bonkers. And then FA VAT on top of that, which is 20%. Um, it's just you know, like, I, I've found board games, it's, it's interesting, the, the board game inflation for putting aside like the last two years of economic ugliness, board games, I mean, like the production quality and the, the like the, call it like the pizzazz yeah. of board games has gone through the roof. You know, I remember, you know, I still have a bunch of Avalon Hill war games from the 70s and 80s with just like the little little cardboard <laughs> chits you know and and nowadays like the the production value is so good but man the yeah. price increases and so it's deep. kind of got and my sorry i, I was go saying, it's got it's got the point now where I basically because the shipping is so insane i can't afford yeah. to do that but if i'm spending less on board game or at least i have to wait till they appear in the shop kind of thing we're going and some role-playing games like that so I think I said with like the Batman one, it was the books were crazy expensive, but then they were also going to throw on top of that, like the shipping costs were massive. And then there was the sales tax on top mm. of that. So it is, there's a lot I have to pick and choose and kind of go, right, well, I'm, I'm just going to back the PDF. And after looking at it, well, is it worth it? Cause I know I can just wait for it to appear on drive through. And then a month later, it'll be on sale. And then I've saved myself yeah. a load of money. So there are, it, I am much more, you know, I don't get, there are things where I go, no, I'm, I really want this and I'm going to drop a hundred dollars on it because it is going to get me like a cool box and stuff. Um, and then there's other ones I just have to look at and go, mm, no, no, I can't. And it's not even worth doing. I, you know what? So I, I get a lot I've of stuff. I've got two Kickstarters. I've got two Kickstarters that I'm waiting on and, and I'm not like in any rush or anything with them, whatever, no big deal. Um, my thing nowadays though, is I, I don't like buying stuff that I realize like I have little chance of ever using this. And I like reading this stuff, but it is pricey and it does take up physical space. And I just, so I, it, and this may sound silly, but like when I buy something and I'm excited about it and then I realize like I'm never going to be able to play, it kind of makes me sad. And, you know, this idea like, okay, I'm going to buy this thing and maybe I'll play it when I'm retired. Like that, that sounds Because <laughs> no, then there'll depressing. be other stuff out. But I mean, that, that's right. the one thing that really bugs me about Kickstarter. You get really excited. Like you hear something's going to be on Kickstarter. Like, oh, and you get really excited and the Kickstarter's happening. And then it, you get the extra stuff. Two years and then you have by. to wait like at least a year for the thing to actually turn up. And then by the time it comes out, you're a bit like, eh, I'm not bothered now. 
Well, for me, it's like I sit here and I watch, you know, absurd communist Chinese government policy continually shutting down the city of Shanghai. I'm like, well, there's my fighters of the Pacific going to take another <laughs> six months, I guess. Yeah, that is that's always frustrating when I realize things are going to take longer than. <laughs> but it, there's the classic thing yeah. is they turn up in the doorstep and I'm like, oh, I'm not bothered. Oh, same thing, the PDF, because you always get the PDF early. So you get the PDF and read it. But then mm. when the book turns up, I'm. I'm not as interested, but so that's always the downside. With kids, but a board right? game's different though, because it has little fiddly yes. pieces. But yeah, the, the shipping on board games oh. has become bonkers expensive. So I kind of have to. Yeah, it's prohibitive. So it I am really is, to, and you know what? To too, buy for, stuff that's in the shop for stuff like that. I would, I would actually, I would rather, in a lot of cases, support the the local game store by buying the stuff there. You know, and it's even if it's about the same price. Or I mean, the ship. I don't know. I don't know. I just. If I can do that, I'll do that. Yeah, so that's... Uh... But, um, okay, so to, to, we've got... We would like to grow a community. Yes. If you're yes. listening, then I think the Discord thing makes sense. I think we should figure out how to I mean, do that. I, I know how to set it up, and it's so much easier than messing around with. Like having set up my own Facebook, like a company-type Facebook thing. I mean, you can set up a group, but like setting up like a... A thing which is like a name right. thing and you're in charge of it. it it's it's a pain whereas discord that's what i've got for us now and it's just it seems cumbersome yeah. and i i just for for a long list of reasons i i really i don't like yeah. facebook um uh, and i would like to slowly like divest myself of so it you know discord anyway. has issues but it's it's relatively set up and it's nice and easy to be able to create different channels for different things and and there we go. So, so that might be something. Well, okay, let's let's do that then. So that that's that's a goal. So we're gonna we're gonna make that happen. We're gonna create a Discord for this, and we're going to attempt to find people who want to have conversations with us and one another about these games. And it's gonna be a troll-free zone. That's a steep. That's steep, but we can try. Um, one thing, two things. We'll just have to track some more people down. I, I you know what I'll do? Uh, the guy who is the, um, I, I've got, okay, I have some ideas of people that I've been in contact with over time within Modiphius. I'll see if any more of them would be interested in, in talking, especially as things come out. Not like, hey, give us your secrets and, you know, we scoop people, but like after something mm -hmm. big comes out for a, a line, maybe try to get someone on. That's too good to get people from some other um, games as well, because like there was the guy from Prowlers and Paragons that said that they would, you know, they said they'd run a session, yeah. but maybe they'd just come on and talk about their game. So, and then that would be another way of also getting us involved with other That's true. gaming That's true. Yeah. Because the, the, the game session thing for timing, given where you and I are and where they are, was, I just think, was too, too much of a lift. But, you know, I'll circle back with them and see if they'd be interested in just coming on and just talking about yep. their game uh okay so discord guests um community discord and community are like the same thing yeah well no they're two different things having guests on and having a community those two different things uh, right well no i mean the discord discord and community yes, are the, yes, one is the means the to yeah. another and then we got uh well, what talking else? about the srd when it's out because that gives us a lot of stuff to do that would give us for example other people might be writing stuff and publishing it, which means then we yep. can review other people's stuff. And, and, and Chris Birch stuff. just said, I saw a comment from him on the, the official Discord last night that he said that there, there, there will be a place for people to sell their stuff. And there will be then just like, you know, community use. 
So it sounds like they're trying to make it, you know, a, 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 a pretty big and flexible thing. Uh, and then, you know, it's the talking about stuff as it comes out. Oh, you, you said you wanted to be better talking about our uh, story setting and system. Yeah. And I think that's less of an issue of us doing it and more of an issue of being explicit about it because I think sometimes when you remind yourself of, okay, what's one of the reasons I'm here for and you're explicit about it, it helps you focus. That's what I've found at least, or I think. Are you saying that our podcast lacks focus? No. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, sometimes. No, I'm not. Um <laughs> I, okay. I feel like okay. that would be a valid criticism. <laughs> no. Um, you think it'd be valid I'm criticism? Just, I'm sure plenty of the time we lose focus. Well, we know we do because like, yeah. we've usually got a, it's, this is going to be a 45 minute thing and it's an hour and however many later and we're still wittering off. Yeah. Well, the magic of editing. So is there anything else? I think that'll do it. I think that's a good set of goals. I think that, I think that does it. I'm going to write those down. And I'm going to put those out in this post or in this with this episode as like the 50 episode. Our, this is our manifesto. Oh God, uh, this is what we're going to accomplish over the next. I, I feel uh, like we started the episode talking about manifestos of one sort. <laughs> Let's hope these go better than that kind of manifesto. These will go better. This can be way better. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah. yeah like 50 more episodes. We've done 100. Aren't we crazy? Uh, you know what I'm interested in? I think the next big, uh, uh, the next, the next hallmark will be 10,000. Oh, you mean views? You don't mean episodes? <laughs> oh, heck no. Oh, my golly. I'm pretty sure no. we're dead before then, unless we're doing this digitally. Yeah. Yeah, really. Like downloaded yeah. our brains I think I was having a computer. No, I'm no, pretty no, sure no, I was having no. a conversation. No, I meant 10,000, and we'll, we'll hit that in the next few months. And, and if we grow a community a little bit, we'll hit it a lot sooner. But we're around 8,700 right now. So. I never get to, I never get right. to see these stats. I just have to. Would you like yeah. to see them? I, spend, I, I, okay. I have to wean myself off looking at my website stats, not every like constantly throughout the day i've had points i've had points where i look at it hourly so i'm 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 get better there's points and you wait well it's funny sometimes because i will uh you know like i'll i'll just check out of curiosity like on a wednesday wednesday late morning because you know new episodes drop in the small hours on wednesdays and so i'll check it like mid-morning just out of curiosity like how many people who seem to be subscribing are, are have already gotten the thing okay cool and then i'll check it later in the day to see if more people and there are times that this is this is silly but there are times where i'll check it and then i'll go back like a moment later and reload it and the number's like one higher I'm like whoa someone downloaded something while i was doing that. yeah i do get there's, there's times when i've dropped a post and i'm just like how many people have read it where are they reading it from why does no one yeah, on Reddit yeah. click on links, even though I know they've seen? <laughs> well, cool. All right. Thanks again, and as always, for listening and bearing with us through our babble in this episode. We are going to have that Discord set up shortly. We've got some ideas for bringing in some guests, and we've also got some ideas for some very setting and rules and story-specific and focused episodes coming up. Have a great day.
Thank you so much for listening. You can visit our show's homepage at anchor.fm slash fluff and crunch. That's F-L-U-F-F-N-C-R-U-N-C-H. We would really appreciate feedback and reviews on whatever podcasting platform you're listening to this on. Thanks so much. 